0: beach shermans visit us at citychurchlongbeach.org
1: good evening city church have a seat good to see everybody welcome 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 if i haven't met you yet i look forward to meeting you and my name is tiger and i'm so glad you're here city church is a radically welcoming community on the journey toward Jesus, joining him in the renewal of all things. And uh, Zoom people. Hi, Zoom people. We are so glad you're here. Um, Anybody here for the first time, we're especially glad you're here. And whoever you are, wherever you're from, Whatever you did last night, whatever you're gonna wear tomorrow, we're super glad you're here. And uh, we won't just tolerate you, but we will celebrate you. And we will be so excited. So excited to have you. Um, With that, Bill White. Thank
2: you, Tiger. Hey, I am Bill White. I am one of the co-pastors here at City Church of Long Beach, and I would like to invite up the kids. We're going to have a little bit of kid time here. Uh, So, kids, there's some space right here on the stage for you, if you'd like to come and hang with me. Just right here, grab yourself a little bit of space. There you go. Whatever. Just move that to... all right there you go look at this all right and uh benji veenstra where's benji come on over here this guy is going to read scripture for us all right so around city church we have a habit of standing in honor of god and god's word so if you would like to stand, you don't need to but if you would like to you may stand in honor of god's word as it is read for us tonight by benji
0: hello therefore the lord god's self Will give you a sign. Behold, an unmarried woman will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel, God with us. Isaiah seven fourteen.
2: People of God, this is the Word of God. You may be seated. It's a nice, strong reading voice, right? I love that. That was fantastic. Um, so, what we're going to do here, kiddos? Um, we're going to take some time here. Let's see. Um, I'm going to sit here. I think I'm worried about the Zoom people. I guess I'll go around this way. It'll be fine. I'll go around this way. Here, 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 here. Okay. All, right, all right. Um, We're going to do something that the church has done for a long time, like like your grandmother's grandmother and past her. Like They've done this for a long time. And it's a way of kind of listening for God and talking to God. Um, and it's going to be pretty simple. Um, so I'm going to read a passage and we're going to like, think about it. Right? We're going to do that a couple of times. It's, it's real simple because what we, what we just heard this reading is like, there's this sign, right? There's this prophecy, like there's going to be a sign and a sign is just like a miracle. Like it's just something super cool. Like, whoa, like this unmarried woman is going to have a baby. Like, that's amazing. And then that this idea that God's going to be with people, like, right here. Really cool. So that's what the passage is talking about. And there's there's this other kind of this visionary, like, this cool, really cool verse about that. And that's what we're going to listen into right now. So what we're going to do is we're just going to sit quietly. And what you might want to do is... You know maybe you're a little close to someone you want to kind of move maybe a step down or scooch back a little bit just to so you're just it's just you with you okay and we're just gonna you can if you want you can close your eyes you don't have to but if you want and we're gonna listen and think what stands out to you like what what's good about this so listen to this verse and 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 hi um you folks can do this too right we we all get to to listen in. This is an ancient practice. So I'm going to read it twice, but let me just read it kind of slowly and see what stands out to you. God says, I'm with you. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you by my strong right hand. That's from Isaiah 41 verse 10. So did anything stand out to you? We're not going to, what we're going to do is I'm going to read it one more time. And afterwards, we're going to think about like, wow, what? Like, wow, what if this really is true? What what did this mean for me? Okay, so we're going to read it one more time and just quietly listen, okay? God says, I am with you. I'm your God. I'll strengthen you. I'll help you. I will hold you with my strong right hand. And so now what we're going to do, we think, what did God say? And, and instead of using our voices to, to reflect on what God said, we're going to use our bodies. Okay, so we're not going to use words. We're going to, like, maybe you want to, like, stand up and jump. Or maybe you want to hug yourself or make some sign with your hand. But think through, think through. Remember, like, what, what was it? Like, what did you feel? What are you feeling? All right. So use your bodies, and and if you guys want to use your bodies, you can. You know, it's fine to jump. A jack. I don't know. i Yeah, David's thinking about it. He's. You he can. You can get up and do it. It's fine. Um. So go ahead and use your body. No words. Use your body. What? What? Oh, what's going? On? I see a. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Get some hugs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything over? Yeah. I like you people. Yeah. Well, hey, let me pray a blessing on you. God, thanks for these amazing kids and that you speak to kids and you speak to old people too. Meet us here. Hug us. Help us get to our own hearts. Help us feel love and experience goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so there are some nifty packets. These are craft packets that you can take on your way back to your seat to hang out with your folks, okay? So come on, grab one, and you can head back. There you go, there you go. You're going to pass those out.
3: Parents if your kids felt too shy to come up front you want to grab a craft packet for them you're totally welcome to do that as well. It's so good to have the kids in here with us and just to normalize it for everybody in the room, because we're doing this as family style tonight, it means we're not gonna be perfectly quiet or anything, and we're completely fine with that. Um, you guys don't even have to be perfectly quiet. Ha ha ha, you can be loud too. Amen. I heard an amen. You can do that, you can laugh. Um, at us or with us. Either way is fine. It happens. Um, hi, I'm Brenda. If I haven't had a chance to meet you yet, I am the other co-pastor here at City Church of Long Beach. Uh, and yeah, it's really good to be here with you all tonight. I think this is this is going to be one of my favorite parts of the week It's just spending this good time with you folks. So we are finishing up uh, a series. Uh, this Christmas season where we have been spending time with the fierce grandmothers of Jesus. These women who sort of inexplicably are named in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew one. And it's sort of inexplicable because it's mostly men. Like that's how genealogies were done at the time. And yet these women were chosen and the women who were chosen kind of weren't the women that you would expect. They weren't the quote unquote good women right? They weren't the ones who had sort of stayed in their nice, neat little boxes. They were the women who had gone through incredible ordeals, had been through so much, and had had to figure out how to survive and regain their dignity in some really difficult situations in really creative, bold, tenacious sorts of ways. Like they they had to do some work to love themselves well, to love the people around them. And, and they're honored for that. We actually see them in the lineage of Jesus. So there are four women that we have talked about over the last few weeks, Ruth, Rahab, Tamar, and Bathsheba. And it has just been so much fun learning about who they are because they're, they're stories that honestly, are so messy and so complicated that I think a lot of times the church has shied away. We have tended not to talk about them. And it has been just beautiful and empowering, encouraging to dive in. Today, Christmas Eve, Eve, we get to on the fifth woman in Jesus' lineage. Mary, mother of Jesus. And you know there's that saying right sometimes like you maybe you had a parent or some you know kind of mentor person when you're younger like oh be careful of the company you're keeping you know the sense that. Who we spend time with who we surround ourselves with is an indication of the kind of person, we are It would influence us. Well, in so many ways, as we talk about Mary tonight as we spend time with this, this Christmas narrative this story of of Jesus being born. In a human body taking on full humanity as we come to this person of mary i really want to invite us to see mary through the company that she's keeping in matthew 1 because i just have this sense um, and maybe it's because later on tonight we're going to sing silent night and it's a beautiful song i think I do something with the lyrics sometimes when I sing that song and maybe sometimes you guys do too so you know it's silent night holy night all is calm all is bright very soft kind of mellow music right Um, round yon virgin another word for unmarried woman mother and child holy infant so tender and mild between the soft music and those tender and mild words which are really supposed to apply to Jesus I, I think I have a tendency to apply them to Mary, right? Like there's a sense of, we may come to the person of Mary thinking that she is very different from those radical, amazing, fierce women who were the grandmothers of Jesus. Like we may sort of put Mary in a different category, right? She was the one who was like holy and amazing and and pure, gentle, mild as opposed to these other women who, man, they knew how to deal with some gritty reality, right, and their lives were not neat and tidy. But what if we actually saw Mary in that same light? What if Mary is fierce and amazing as well? just like Jesus' grandmothers. There's a quote that we've been talking about over and over again. It's been sort of our banner quote for this series. Will Gaffney, an amazing Old Testament uh, scholar, is talking about this incredible female lineage of Jesus. And she says, the reason we need to pay attention, the reason this is good news, is because some of us are scandalous, and some of us are scandalized, and Jesus isn't ashamed of any of us. What if we actually embrace that Mary is scandalous tonight? There is this. There's this Can
2: I can interrupt yeah, just for one yeah, second? Yeah. So there was a moment on Tuesday okay. night at my house. We were doing we were getting out to go caroling. Uh, Mary Van Geffen led it. It was beautiful. And I forget who it was, but they made this deep confession of how they sing the the, oh, the right. round yon virgin. And it was it was brown, brown young, young virgin. virgin yeah brown yeah. young virgin and we're like mm-hmm. that's actually way more historically accurate, accurate. than a lot of yes. the stuff that we get so, so when I, we
3: get there tonight feel free to change the words yeah Make All you, right? just, you just you would be so accurate if tonight you're saying brown a, young virgin yeah <laughs> but is that virgin word that actually trips us up a lot of times right i mean we get tripped up on the skin tone and way too many white jesus is out there too but But we we get tripped up on that that virgin word because we could we could take that descriptor of Mary and we could understand it in a way that sort of props up the system as it is, as it always has been for for so long. So many of of the, the issues when we were we were diving into these stories of the fierce grandmothers, it was the problems of the patriarchy, right? And it's not really that it's all just about men versus women it's the patriarchy as this larger symbol of the powerful and the powerless the oppressor and the oppressed. As these these this dynamic that just tends to work out among us it works out, I mean in our families right when as parents were trying to figure out how do we we love our kids well. And use our power in ways that actually lifts them up this is it's just it's just power dynamics. But we see it in this classic form of, of the patriarchy and and so this word Virgin I think so often we've heard it and we have thought like oh it fits that narrative right it's that narrative of. who's in charge and hey we want to make sure there are no questions of paternity going on here and and definitely it's about dividing the world up into the good and the bad, the pure and the impure, the holy and the expendable or untouchable. What if instead that word virgin, if we could understand it in a way that was actually flipping the power structures on their heads, that was actually upending the patriarchy, that wasn't about playing those games, that helped us see Mary in light of. Those fierce grandmothers, as one of them, as one of that lineage. So, Erna Kim Hackett, who is this amazing public theologian, she also does these incredible sort of spiritual coaching cohorts that several people here at City Church uh, have been privileged to be part of. Um, she's been talking a lot about virginity and this idea of the Virgin Mary uh, over the last few weeks. And, And it's been incredible just to read along. She's been sharing the work of two Asian women theologians, Chung Young Kyung and Mary Ann Katapo. And here's a quote, here's a taste of what it is that she's talking about. She says, since Mary is a virgin who's not domesticated by the patriarchal order, she can give birth to God in a new humanity. The new order of God, the new redeemed humanity can't be brought to the world through the old order of patriarchy, which is based on the principle of domination. That was a lot. Let's, let's, let's pick one word to focus on. She is not domesticated. I have a domesticated cat at home. Um, actually semi. She's semi domesticated. Um, the opposite of domesticated right to be not domesticated. There's a sense of to be wild to be sort of in your original state to not be boxed in not be hampered by the status quo especially a status quo that would put you in a cage would make you unfree there's a sense of freedom and so what Erna Kim Hackett using the work of these theologians is saying is like what if we hear this word virginity and say hey what if it's really about freedom. The freedom to choose. The freedom to see yourself primarily in light of your relationship with God this fundamental belovedness actually when the angel comes to tell Mary hey you know this is this is the invitation what he says is Mary you are most favored. That is who you are, Mary, You're beloved. So to be virgin in this way of looking at it is to really be fundamentally at your roots, set free to live into that as the core of your identity. It doesn't mean you don't have other relationships. It's actually not a question of your biological status, um, but it's about your agency. Your ability to say, in light of who I am, in light of how much God loves me, I get to act in the world in ways that bring healing. And this is an agency, it's an authority that has nothing to do with the traditional power structures, right? She's young, she's brown. She's an occupied person in an occupied territory. Her authority, her agency comes purely from that fact that God sees her and God loves her. And so she says, yes. Later on tonight, we're going to read together portions of her song, a song traditionally called the Magnificat. And it just shows how clearly she understands what she's being invited into. To become the mother of Jesus is to work with God to usher in a new reality, one that just upends everything. It's to be someone who who gets to help make sure that all that the grandmothers went through is to say, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Let's do it differently. And so often in that song that we'll read together, we hear that, that arc of history, the ancestors, the grandmothers, because the Lord has extended mercy from generation to generation and fulfilled the promises made to my ancestors. You've probably heard this phrase And I love it, and I could just hear Mary saying it. I am my ancestors' wildest dreams. It fits her, right? And it fits Jesus too. Jesus who would say no to the power structures. Jesus who knows our stories and calls us beloved.
2: So like, where are the guys in this story?
3: I mean, that's the important question, clearly. I mean,
2: hello. (laughs) I've been up here waiting for my turn.
3: Oh, man, you did so well not jumping in and mansplaining me or anything. Good job, Bill.
2: <laughs> um, so I want to I actually take some time here and share all of the words. I'm going to share every one of them that the men in the story, like Zechariah back in Luke 1 and, and Joseph, I'm going to tell you all of the words that they say. So I need you to listen in. And, you know, Okay, you ready? So this is what they say. Did you hear that? It was lovely. (laughs) Man, I like, finally I get to my part and there's nothing to say. (sighs) Joseph is like, she doesn't even need me to have a baby. (laughs) Like, talk about flipping the patriarchy, like, I'm not required here. He has no words. Zechariah is actually struck silent, like, we're tired of hearing you talk, man, right? The angel's like, mm, no more. Joseph gets to hear the story when the angel says, you're favored. It's literally got, I delight in you. Just like, Wow. There are all these sort of arguments like, "Oh, let's reclaim biblical manhood." <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do that. Joseph, what does he do? He doesn't talk. He doesn't say anything. He's not really necessary. He's kind of superfluous. He totally supports the woman's call, bends his life around her needs. That's uh, that's biblical manhood, right? That's what you always heard in your churches. <laughs> didn't you? And that there's this invitation that I've been trying to listen to in these passages, the invitations to be quiet, mm-hmm. the invitation not to take up as much space, very, a, a very difficult invitation for me, is <laughs> um, it's actually good news. It's good news for me that the system that typically gives me privilege and, and power gets flipped mm-hmm. on its head, that I actually get to see more of God and embrace my own belovedness and mm-hmm. champion the belovedness of others. It's, and yeah, I don't get to have as much space or as many words, mm-hmm. and it's great.
3: Maybe there's actually enough Jesus, enough freedom and belovedness to go around.
2: There, there just
3: might be. Well, in that vein, in wanting to um, invite others to take. Some of the space and share some of the words. Uh, we invited our incredible friend Judy Kim uh, to share her story with us tonight. And Judy was looking forward to it and found out only yesterday she would not be able to be with us in person tonight. I'm sort of hoping she might be with us on Zoom. Um, yay, Judy is. Okay, hi, Judy. Thank you so much. Um, Judy agreed to record uh, a little interview of her story with Bill and so we're going to take a few minutes um, as she shares a little bit about what flipping the script has looked like in her life.
1: Hi Judy. Hi Phil.
2: Um, How long have you been around City Church?
0: Uh, A year and a half.
2: So today we're talking a little bit about uh, how jesus comes to bring liberation and healing and salvation all these words kind of wrapped up together in this picture of the goodness of this new life and that comes to us in the midst of our sadness and our messiness and i think that's a part of your story and i appreciate you being willing to share some of that with us today
0: so to share a little bit about um my messy story um before coming out i was um, married to a man and um, i suffered sexual violence at the hands of a man and um in that you know there was a lot of um, pain and frustration and anger and I kind of made a mess of things by um, escaping that marriage uh, through an affair. Um, so that was um, an unhealthy way of me dealing with, with the situation that ended up hurting the people around me.
2: So so that experience, right, of, of carrying with you the weight of the, of the, of the violence, the pain of an unhealthy relationship and then some of the stuff that you kind of participated in in terms of your own decisions and stuff like how did that lead you like how did you shift into a new frame of life or how are you shifting
0: yeah that that transition period was really hard you know coming to terms with with all of that and um, coming to terms with my sexuality um there was still just a lot of confusion i didn't know i just didn't know um was it okay for me to be gay and be a christian um was i rejecting god by embracing my sexuality i I just didn't know and it was painful because Um, you know, I I grew up in the church, and I saw, um, or I had kind of made up an image of the good Christian woman that I had always tried to live up to, and that image of myself just kind of just shattered and blew apart, so the loss of that identity was really painful for me. Um, I was just doing a lot of searching, just Watching hours of um, YouTube videos on, like, what does the Bible say about homosexuality? Okay. okay. It was definitely a journey, and um, I, I did get some answers, but again, I, I wasn't sure. I just, yeah. I didn't know what the answers were.
2: Um, here you are. You're in a church. I, you probably figured that out. That you're at church and you're, you're being recorded for a sermon, um, like and like you're like a leader like how did that happen like is everything well first off is everything all better
0: um is everything all better um so much better uh it it has been so much better there's been a lot of healing Hmm. um because of um the invitation to still be part of the community Hmm. and the, the, the love and the acceptance that um, I received from this community mm. um, and the opportunity to still serve, that, that I, I am still invited to serve, that I still have a purpose, mm. um, that has been huge for me. And so um, just be, be, being accepted and embraced that that led me to uh, my understanding that i am despite all the mess that i am still still loved by god that i am a child of god and and that um that i am his beloved
2: you are judy truly loved
0: truly loved that's right
2: blessed amongst women that's you Well, thank you thanks for this time
0: thank you oh oh
3: judy thank you so much just for your vulnerability and honesty um just to share with us just who you are where you've been through and i think everyone in this room we're so glad that you're in a better space in the journey and that you know you're loved you know you're beloved that really is i think ultimately the wish and the hope for everyone here tonight as we talk about some of these like bigger things right and there's these ideas of you know sort of the more powerful and and the less powerful and patriarch and and yet there's this ultimately this humanity between us right that all of us stand here thinking but are we loved this question that we bring in and to each of us the answer the remedy may look a bit different what god invites us into the lifting up of those who have been um, pushed down and the invitation to stop puffing up to stop taking up so much space to those who have had more than their fair share but all along it's god looking at each of us saying why because you're beloved, and you're beloved, and you're beloved, and God came to be with us. That's what we're celebrating here tonight at Christmas. <sighs> I